0: This is in the oh. air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone! Another grand slam for the Padres. The shot out of deep left field. It is high. Deep in it is a grand slam. Towards the corner. It's back. It's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. What's good, Padres Nation? This is going to be the hardest episode so far on this podcast for the season. If anything tops a getting swept by Colorado Rockies moment, then I would give a round of applause to whatever that would be. But I don't think that is going to be happening. Uh, our San Diego Padres suck as of right now. I can't even say my typical saying, and uh, it's just so frustrating to just see the notifications, to be watching these games and seeing this team underperform like hell. They're going to be facing the Reds back in San Diego, a four-game set, but the Reds are 13-3 and three in their last 16 games. It's uh, They're playing very good ball, really making their climb in the NL Central, and makes it even more frustrating because – Yes, we're at home, but we're not doing much. And we got the Reds and the Dodgers soon. And with this team playing like this, I wouldn't even guarantee the Diamondbacks a good series, honestly. It's just that frustrating, but that is ways away. So San Diego, after avoiding getting swept by the New York Mets, got a good win in game three. Uh, Pretty clutch. San Diego came back. I talked about in my last episode how, this could revive the offense finally, but it, it did anything but that. They scored a lot of runs, but gave up a lot of runs. Could be to the course effect, but with the Rockies, before this series occurred, we're sitting at 26 and 41. Obviously, we're young. They don't have much experience, not much talent. Trevor is not thinking about returning to Colorado. Uh, it's just it's frustrating. You get swept by this kind of team. You don't get two out of three You lose on a walk-off and everything like that. And you just get outplayed. It's just been that annoying with this team right now. And for as good as they were on that hot streak, they're doing really bad right now at 38 and 32. two. are six games behind the giants who made a comeback, a grand slam Dodgers are four games back from tying them at two games behind the giants right now. And it's just frustrating. This team, If you had to compare it to 2020, it could have been a fluke season for all we know, but one little streak is not going to be telling me that. Uh, I'm not going to be that kind of person. The Padres have lost three straight, so it's 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 frustrating at the end of the day, and you're going to have the Cincinnati Reds, who've won six in a row, They're 35 and 31. You have two easy all-stars in Jesse Winker and Nicholas Castellanos. So it's going to be an interesting series. I really do hope Cassianos is a a future Padre at the deadline because our offense sucks, and also our outfield is just being atrocious like it used to be. It, It feels like with this Padres team, we're getting glimpses of what it was like before 2020 yet again, and it's just embarrassing. Just utter embarrassment with this franchise right now. It's like we're going back to our old days yet again in the blue and white. Everything like that. And, yeah, we got to trust the process and trust A.J., but what do we do? The offense isn't performing. And now against the Rockies, it finally shows that the pitching can only do so much. It is holding this team to this record like the world's strongest man holding the biggest boulder out there, right? It's just so frustrating to watch this offense not perform like they did last year. They shined. I thought this slam in New York and City Field was going to erupt this offense and did it? Yeah. But now the pitching is getting a taste of what it's like to underperform. And I'll get started on this recap and what I expected out of the red series, but I'm not expecting anything great. I'm just very disappointed. And that's the ups and downs about being a fan of any team. And it just sucks. I came into this thinking we can get two out of three or possibly a sweep and we just get outperformed in any which way possible. And, there's a danger right now of the Padres, if they lose three out of four, or even get swept potentially to the Reds, and let's say the Dodgers come in and, of course, do their damage, there's a chance the Padres could be at 500, which is not good 80 or so games in uh, by that time. So getting into it, it just wasn't it all around, so I'm going to be very upset with this, but it was not a bad pitching performance from game one going into Denelson Lamette. Despite getting the loss and now sitting at one and two, Lamette four innings, gave up four hits, one earned run, two walks and three strikeouts. Ryan Weathers came in for three innings, giving up three hits and one earned run. And then Miguel Diaz came in with a a hit and an earned run. And I don't understand why Weathers got sent down. I I do get the point that it happened to Paddock. They wanted to restrict his uh, innings just to make sure he was A-OK. Okay. But Weathers has been good, really good, um, better than that. And we need that. We can't be losing these pitchers like this for no reason and calling up guys that are just going to hurt us at the end of the day. It's fair to give everyone a chance, but why why take on the guy that's got a two-point zone ERA? Why? Uh, I don't get that, but he got sent down later on in this series just the other day. So Trevor Story started things off with an RBI single bringing in y- Jonathan Daza, C.J. Krohn homered, making it 2-0. That was off Ryan Weathers in the bottom of the seventh, and McMahon doubled. He's been struggling a lot recently, but he got a big RBI double right there to put the Rockies up 3 nothing. Grisham was the only sign of life here as he got his seventh home run in the top of the ninth just a little too late, bringing in Tommy Pham off Daniel Bard, who's been erratic for the Rockies this year, but gets the job done. Tatis came up after that and popped up to end the ball game. And for San Diego, Tommy Pham has been the best hitter. He's been climbing up at 242 in game one. Uh, He's getting those walks like he should. He did not get any in this game, but otherwise than that, yes, it's good to have Grisham back, but the offense didn't do absolute squat, only five hits, two runs, one for four runners in scoring position. So not many chances, of course. And the Padres getting those two runs late were not enough uh, at all. So it was very embarrassing. I mean, the Padres basically got shut down by Austin Gomber. And, yes, he's been pitching fantastically as of late and at home. So in cores, I give him a ton of credit. Don't get me wrong. But for Austin Gomber, he lasted eight innings. The Padres – since 2020, have been so used to making pitchers work and really getting them out of ball games early starters. And this did not happen. Uh, Gomber, a shutout with the runs, three hits, no runs, four strikeouts, no walks. And then Bard got the job done with the save. Uh, so that was really it for game one. As for game two, this really frustrated me even more, if you can't tell by my voice already. The Padres were up 4 nothing at this time. Uh, early on in the game of Chichi Gonzalez did not get the name wrong that time. And it was great. Tatis' 20th bomb of the year, a two-run shot that brought in Manny Machado from that earlier double, making it 2-0 at the top of the first was fantastic. Caratini with a ground out, but made it 3-0 to break in Drink Cronenworth. Then you had Darvish. Doing everything, an RBI single to bring in Profar on the top of the second. He's been hitting really well, and when he, whenever it goes to a glove, it's hit hard. But I have to say, Darvish has that swing right there, and it was looking great. But then you had some things go uh, pretty interesting with the Rockies way. Ryan McMahon had a nice triple, an RBI triple, making it 4-1 San Diego in the bottom of the fourth. Rogers an RBI single, making it 4-2 San Diego. And then I said, you know what? Take Darvish out. I believe he walked. Yes, he did. He walked Trevor's Story. And Darvish was around the eight, high 80s, low 90s mark in pitches. And I said, take him out. Put in a lefty there. You got Ryan McMahon. And he leaves him in. I believe Darvish had a slider in at the plate. McMahon had a really good at-bat staying alive. And, yeah. Homers, his 16th of the year, looking like the earlier Ryan McMahon version of himself for the Rockies. Ties the game at 4-4, and the wheels just fell off here. Tapia, an RBI double in the bottom of the 7th off Tim Hill. And then Ryan McMahon, a sack fly, making it 6-4 as well. That was off Austin Adams. Tapia doubled again, making it an RBI double. 7-4, Gaza, another one, an RBI double. Making it eight to four. And that was the end of the ball game there, really. No more runs issued after that, but just all around frustrating. Um, it feels like this team is just getting defeated. Yes, the bullpen is going to get overworked now and used a lot. Tim Hill took the loss in that one. He's been a little shaky as of late, which is going to happen. Pagan has not been the same. And Darvish did not really do that bad, I have to say, but it's just overall just embarrassing. Besides that, Darvish's line, the the home run did hurt, but six hits in five innings, four earned runs, two walks, and five Ks. His pitch count was high up within those five innings. He usually does last a little bit longer, but that didn't happen in this case at all. And San Diego got rocked, and the hitting came alive for the Rockies. So, all around, after being up four, nothing, I said when Darvish stayed in, I saw there was a little. Um, transition over Jace Tingler and maybe even the cameramen were surprised that he kept him. And I said, he should take him out. I believe that was the time when Stamman and Hill were warming up because Stamman came in first and that was it, a two-run shot. And I said, Padres are going to lose this one. They're not going to come back from it. Uh, but Tatis overall the bright side gets his 20th of the year, which is very good for missing 18 games, I have to say. But Not all that much positivity in this series at all, but I'll try to make the most of it. Game three, Blake Snell, I'm going to be honest here. Listen, it's a long season. He sucks right now. He did not take the loss because of the Padres going back and forth with the Rockies with ties and leads and everything. I think Blake Snell has to stop the bump day posts on Instagram. I think that's all he does it on. I don't really go on anything like that much, but I do see it on there. And, look, I get it. You got to be confident. You got to be pissed off Blake Snell like you were against the Mets and do your thing and pitch more than four innings and get 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 that ERA down. It's, it's a long story for Snell. But you got to get away from the distractions. You got to be confident in a way, but this could be hurting him. He's He's been doing this for a while, but I think he's got to focus on just getting away from all this social media presence and everything like that and just focus, work hard, get away from the video games right now. I understand you have your off time in a very long season, very sparingly. So you got to have fun with it. But if you want to get better here in San Diego and stay here for the rest of your career and not get dealt and be a journeyman who won a side young, you're going to have to lay off all that distraction and you got to be able to pitch your heart out. And if I'm Jace Tingler, I'm going to be honest. Let's say Ryan Weathers gets called back up, in which I do hope, or Mackenzie Gore maybe gets called up. Maybe have Snell come out of the pen for a little bit. I know that sounds crazy. I understand. But to give him confidence, sometimes it just works like that. Make him a long reliever that goes, all right, Ryan Weathers goes three innings. Let's have Snell go two to three, see what he can do, close out a game uh, a little bit, you know get some innings under his belt to understand all right I don't have the pressure right here to be a starter and look at the media and say I have to go five to six innings and this many pitches and all that just try and maybe have him come out of the pen and do his magic you got to be patient with him I think it can work out and I really hope the Padres would look into that maybe for two to three games and it could do it could do some stuff for it and Yeah, you're going to have to give Snell some rest here because he's a starter who's going a lot of uh, pitches and very low innings, but something could work. I mean, three and a third innings, nine hits, and seven earned runs are not going to cut it. His ERA bolstered up to 5.72, and I'm sure he is just very frustrated at the end of the day. Now, Austin Adams, who has been okay this season, very good but sometimes shaky, took the loss after a walk-off win Thanks to Charlie Blackman in the Rockies just going back and forth with San Diego here besides Snell Adams gave up earned runs as well. It was Norwood, Chris, Mott, Stammon and Johnson that did not give up any earned runs on their stat sheet for that game. And I believe Norwood made his uh, debut. So congrats to him, James Norwood, a relief pitcher. That was the guy that called up from Ryan Weathers in replacement of him. Uh, much congratulations to that, despite the loss. So you see, I'm trying to make some positivity out of it. But the Rockies got things started off one nothing, an RBI double from Trevor Story. Then you had CJ Krohn, Homer again off Snell. This time, this was the second Homer in the series. 3 nothing, San- Colorado, I wish San Diego. Fernando Tatis Jr., number 21 on a fly ball, Really nice off Kyle Freeland. It was a shot 477 feet, the longest of his career. Don't tell me the course effect because I want to feel good about something at least. Trent Grisham ties the game with his eighth bomb of the year. Lefty lefty off Kyle Freeland. A really nice opposite field shot. Three to the three at the time in the top of the third. And then things just went back and forth like a battle. Brendan Rodgers an RBI single four to three in the bottom of the third. Tatis tied the game four apiece with an RBI double. This kid is insane. Then you had Manny Machado getting his average up a little bit, wearing the shades as well, an RBI double, giving San Diego the lead here on the top of the fourth, five to four. Uh, So that was great. You bring in Tatis, you trade places. But then, out of all people, the man, the myth, the legend, the backup catcher, Elias Diaz, Homer's first, second of the year, 5-5, five, five, tied up in the bottom of the fourth. Jonathan Daza then gets an RBI single, and you have Trevor Story getting an RBI double. And, oh, my goodness, Jake Cronenworth, his seventh bomb of the year, 7-6 Colorado at the time in the top of the sixth. Jake Cronenworth starting to get hot a little bit again, unlike Eric Hosmer because Hosmer's overpaid. Grisham, sack fly, making it 7-7, seven, seven, very clutch to ring in Tommy Pham or uh, and that was like all right but i did say to myself i was, was working they're going to lose this game because it's going so back and forth they're not going to have anyone that is going to try and come in and get out of this and yet yeah, that did not happen one bit charlie blackman singles and brings in trevor's story in the bottom of the ninth austin adams takes the l which really did suck, but the Padres at least went back and forth despite the loss. Kyle Freeland got lit up yet again, having a very rough season, but hey, they still won the Rockies. He did not get the win at all, though. It was Estevez that did get the win despite the blown save. So the Rockies do win this one, and a very frustrating one, for sure, for San Diego, but Manny Machado getting that average up, which is 242, which is sad but I guess he's going up there. We got to be patient with him. And then Tatis, 277, without a doubt about it. Kid's a stud. (laughs) That's all we really have, though, um, right now. He's got 21 homers. He's second, right behind Vladi at 22. And yeah, the kid's insane. Um, He's the only spark to our offense. And we're going to need that for the Cincinnati Reds. Now, you have Jesse Winker and Nicholas Castellanos, in which Castellanos is leading the majors with a 350 average. Winker in third with a 343 average. And that scares me, and I don't want to watch because I am going to probably just cry. Um, this is going to be a four game set before they have to face the Dodgers in San Diego. And I'm going to be very frustrated. This, the Padres are right now 38 and 32. The Reds are 35 and 31. one. Wade Miley comes on to the mound tonight for the Cincinnati Reds, six and four, a two point nine two ERA. Joel Musgrove somehow with a four and six record, two point five zero ERA. Musgrove has been very good, just despite not getting some offense help help for him to get some wins. Musgrove's been fantastic for this team. Uh, I really like him as a Padre in seventy two innings. He's got ninety six strikeouts. Uh, and I'm really hoping for something good right there. Wade Miley, more of a contact uh, kind of guy like Zach Davies was. Get those outs with the ground balls and fly outs. But when it comes down to it, I think Miley pitched a no-hitter. So both no-hitters are going at it, which I just realized. And that's actually pretty cool. But, hey, you know what would be cooler? For the Padres to get a win under their belt against a really hot Reds team uh, coming into play. So that should be real interesting. And I'm scared. And then you have Tony Santillon coming in for the Reds, who's having a great season. One start, one game, but he does hold a 1.93 ERA and four and two-thirds innings. He has five strikeouts. Not much to him, but he does have a whip of 1.93. So he is a little hittable despite the low ERA. And then you have Chris Paddock, who's been getting better and better. we got to be patient with him, right? We're going to give him all the chances we can get because I have seen glimpses of brilliance in him again. Three and five, a 4.14 ERA and 58 and two thirds innings. He struck out 57. However, his whip is at 1.16. He could definitely be better than that, but he is a confident pitcher going on to the mound that has been getting better. Then you have the Nelson Lament for San Diego versus Vladimir Gutierrez, and he has been excellent for the Reds four games three and one 2.74 era 23 innings 19ks and a 1.09 whip he has been pretty deadly i've seen him pitch a little bit he's got some nasty stuff but uh we're gonna see what happens in that Did Nelson lamette has been great i do think in his little rehab approach he's going to keep eating innings i think he's gonna get more and more as this goes along lamette one and two with 3.33 era 27 innings 30 strikeouts and a whip of 1.0. And then you have Luis Castillo, who is surprisingly, after being such a great pitcher in 14 games, Castillo is 2-9. But knowing our luck, he's going to go 3-9. I'm sorry I had to say that because I'm going to jinx this so badly. But at 2-9, Castillo, a 5.83 ERA, 71 innings, 67 strikeouts, but he has a 1.51 whip. And this is just, like, shocking to me. Uh, I didn't expect this out of him, which, I don't know. I guess sometimes after a really good year, you're somehow hitable, <laughs> Trevor Bauer. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have some certain stuff to use for your pitch grip and everything, <laughs> Trevor Bauer, then you're going to be uh, not that good. And he's getting lit up. But on the mound for San Diego, we have you, Darvish, coming back after a very tough series. Uh, tough, tough June, I think, for Darvish right now. But it's going to happen. June has not been the best month in San Diego Padres history, so we're going to go off of that too. Padres are, if not the lowest, one of the lowest in OPS right now in June. They were really hot in May. You're going to have this slump. You got to get out of it somehow with a really good series win, especially coming in with a hot team in the Reds. Profar is trying to keep that positivity vibe going too, and I like that. Um, he's been working hell of at-bats especially with that nice walk after being down 1-2 against the Mets. But for Darvish's case, going back to that, in 14 games, Darvish sits at 6-2 with a 2.57 ERA, 84 innings, 97 strikeouts, 0.95 ERA. And that is not too shabby of right there. However, it's just been frustrating and just absolutely awful, atrocious, humiliating for San Diego but you got to hope for the best. You have Musgrove and Darvish and the first and fourth game leading the team in strikeouts at 97 for Darvish and 96 from Joe, which is great. Blake Snell will not be pitching as it looks like uh, for that. We know of for San Diego going into this series and I'll keep you guys posted on that. This is not definite as we know of something could happen like an appendix or something could be uh, dealt with. And if you want to keep yourself interested in any notifications, any changes out there, or any interesting stats for your San Diego Padres, feel free to follow my podcast on Twitter, at Grand Padres. I also post episodes on there. You can check out my website. It's got a lot of information. I've been doing blogs as of now to get out there to you guys. So just read up on. Um, I really appreciate it. I really love doing what I do right now. Uh, But I would really like that. Check out my Twitter, everything. And if you want to check out my main Twitter, which I sometimes use, I'll use it mostly for Padres love when they're doing well. Check that out too, and give me a follow at derosad D fifty seven. So that will be greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, but you know, I think what's more important it would be a Padres series win. I think that would be really great against the Reds team right now. And now that I'm tracing back, the Padres have not won a series since defeating the New York Mets, no, no, it's not even that because they split that series. It was a four-game set. So I'm really trying to think. It was the Astros way back. Oh, my goodness. In late May, from the 28th to the 30th, they beat the Astros two out of three games ever since. They got swept by the Cubs. They split the Mets 2-2. They lost to the Cubs two out of three. They lost to the Mets two out of three. And they got swept by the Rockies. So it is very frustrating as of now with what is happening for San Diego. But you got to try and keep the faith. We've been keeping the faith for years, everyone. And frustration is just going to be key to success at the end of the day. You now, it's how you get better. And it's how you learn from it. So listen, Padres fans, I know it's frustrating. Let's hope for the best here for the Reds. And, man, I really hope my tweets are going to be great. And I'm going to try and pull some good stats for you guys Oh, I'm just hoping for the best just as much as you are. So, San Diego, I'll be seeing you guys after the four-game Red series. Let's hope for the best, and let's get three out of four at it. That's all I'm asking for. So, I'll see you guys after that. Peace.